Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 202. And welcome yet again to someone who, in recent weeks, has probably been on more often than I have, Brad. Hello, everyone. Oh, I thought you'd be more chatty than that and give Mike a chance to compose some it. <laughs> Yeah, he saved up all week. I've got it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Actually, better than what I do. Good evening, everybody. Yes, welcome back. Well, See, I can be uh, succinct as well. I can't. I think it's one of the reasons I started podcasting. I thought, I can't be succinct. Why not just put it out there? I know why. You like to hear your own voice. Except when it comes to listening to your own <laughs> podcast, which you refuse to do. I don't refuse. Have you listened to them for the uh, recent competition? Uh... Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> you want me to tell them, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Have a listen, see if you can actually answer them. I suppose you're going to tell me whereabouts in the episode they are, are you? About the final two minutes of each episode. Right. As soon as I've finished against the dark background, since my creative MP3 player gets a bit upset. You know, it's one of the few reasons I actually even want to run Windows on this damn thing. If I could get wine to detect it, I would. <sighs> Less I... And by the way, Pamela and Skype will no longer be working together in December. Oh, that's a shame. Didn't you pay for Pamela? Yes, I did, but that doesn't stop Microsoft from going, f*** you. <laughs> I didn't pay Microsoft, I paid Pamela. <laughs> silly, silly boy. Doubtless they'll come out with their own crippled version. No doubt. Tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm Brent Barrett. I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. The Viewer's Guide to Genre Television. Welcome, everyone, to a special Supernatural-focused bonus Hello, everyone, show. and welcome to The Fae Files. A family of podcasts for the genre-loving television viewer. Welcome to Saturday Bee Movie Reel. Hi, everyone, welcome to The Study welcome Group. Welcome to the top genre characters of all time countdown. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 3. Find us at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. Orange is the New Black is definitely fading on me. Is it? first five or six episodes were quite compelling, but now I'm kind of gone. They've gone a bit formulaic. Plus, the woman that plays uh, the lead lesbian, Alex Boss, I keep thinking I know her from various things. I looked at IMDb and I don't seem to. Maybe she's just got one of those faces. Do you see that Walking Dead's been renewed? Season 15? Or 5? 4. <laughs> 5. 15. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed, considering... Has 4 even kicked off? Yeah. Right, how else to say shall we kick off? The video's ready, as you say, we've all got our little black screens, sans lion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, a doll, a hen, clicky. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Come back and rejoin SG-1. Yeah, Christopher. The new intro? Mm-hmm. Well, all new for you anyway. Yeah, it's going to be one of those uh, mm-hmm. intros, lots of recapping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something important is going to happen. Hmm. But your condition suddenly improved when she came back. Miss me? Who is that? The gentleman claims that he represents some gods called the Ori. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you haven't forgotten Uzu. Ooh. We don't continue to work together. The victory we worked so long and hard for could result in chaos. Toasty. Hmm. 
I wonder if they've ever added up how much one of these intros would have cost if they had to make it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Richmond's and Dunes. He promised retribution if we did not bow to their gods upon his return. The Jaffa have shed too much blood to replace one false god with another. We have made our decision and we will tell him. Lots of greenery. Yeah. Yeah, not much. It's plus a lie to the town sand dunes, really. <laughs> More of a sand pit now. Have you come alone? The Ori are with me always. You have read from the Book of Origin. We have. What say you to the promise of the Ori? Which is yes or no. Mm -hmm. We will hear no more of false gods. Oh, these guys mean business. Yeah. Go now and we will spare your life. You speak for all. We do. One way or another, this world will serve their purpose. The Jaffa, Letal, played by Donald Adams, and his uh, female companion, Bira, played by Arlene Barrett. Uh, I don't think you really need to know more, because they're not going to be around very long. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you've got to admit, they're no cowards. No. And you've got to admire the fact that, you know, we've been under the heel of false gods for too long. I'm really upset you didn't say pre. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Woohoo! They are running away. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. I don't think they've got much in the matter. They've disappeared. <laughs> yeah, and some weird... That's a lot of wire work. Blue, glowy wall is appearing. A little too much tension on the wires, lads. Dare mm. uh. I say, Team Rocket flying off again. <laughs> Come on, Jack. A pretty dramatic opening, that is. Mm. Yep, it looks like trouble. Yep. And credits hits. Okay, then. Beachhead. Season 9, Episode 6 of Stargate SG-1. The Gatecast, Episode 202. This episode is directed by Brad Turner, written by Brad Wright. It aired in the US August the 19th, 2005. We got it November the 15th, Canada December the 15th. Still haven't got a date for Australia, but I have got dates for France March the 18th, 2006, Germany November the 29th, and Japan March the 19th, 2007. Mm. Series with episodes of the same name, The Invaders. Television Playhouse, Lou Grant, Adventures in Paradise, and fan film Star Trek Hidden Frontier. Hmm. You could see by the last one I was grasping at straws there. <laughs> yes, we see that. <laughs> Five seconds to go. And we're back. Well, a little on hmm. uh -oh. Plenty of use of stock footage in this episode. What do we got, Chief? Receiving a message, sir. It's text only. Yeah, saving hmm. that one from season one. <laughs> Lots of text. Oh dear. Well, on the original. <laughs> hair, no hair. Hair, no hair. <laughs> Every time Walter looks up and goes, oh, look at that massive, glorious hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Tilk. <laughs> Copperfield, why don't you? Uh. <laughs> That's an assist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you boys aren't going to let people from two different planets beat your own silly game, are you? Silly game isn't over yet. That's my wingman. You need a new wingman. I'm going to kick your ass. Promises, promises. <laughs> I love Brad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't even have to do it, it just pushes him out of the way. As you were, Carl, actually I was looking for Tilk. You received a communique from a Gaul named Neurus. Ring any bells? I am aware of his identity. He was a minor Gaul who served ball for many centuries. A lot of people seem to serve ball over the years. Mm. Honestly, I do. Why? 
What do you say we go with the idea that I'm in charge and I've asked a simple question? <laughs> Does I say so? Gluttony, yep. simple answer. You'd be used to this by now. He is a girl known for his many appetites. Significant pause, isn't it? Mm. Could mean many things. Yeah, it never clicked when I first time was saying this until he come through the gate what he actually meant. <laughs> He's offering to work for us. He's a ghoul. Well, yeah, that pretty much goes without saying, doesn't it? Neros is not to be trusted. Mm. Funny. Had nice things to say about you. Oh, three points. <laughs> that take six. No, he really did. He said some very nice things. I would consider it a great honor to meet the heroes of the Tari who brought the Guawul to their knees. What's that? Mort's out of ten. Friendliness. Mm -hmm. Courage. Yep. You can't honestly open the doors to a pathetic minor gold posing as one of the big boys. Now, normally, they'd shoot somebody from the front so yeah. they could have the script there. Yeah. We're setting him up in the VIP suite. No. Yes. Sir, if you don't mind my asking. She's not happy. She gets treated like the proverbial, and they just welcome a Guawul into the midst. Yeah. Sounded like it was worth a listen. Still, why throw him with us? Why not stay with Ball or work for some other global? Well, look at it in terms of optics. We must look like major players now. By defeating Anubis. Unless the system wars were killed by the replicators, then we defeated the replicators. Wow, we look cool. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Have you seen his list of dietary requirements? Already taken care of. Ripened tracheal eggs? We got eggs. I don't know if they're ripe or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get jello. He gets ripened tequila eggs. As soon as they give the green light, I want you to. Off world activation. Speak of the devil. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Didn't even get to finish his speech. Now yeah, that's Daniel's script. Yes, uh, Valor doesn't look optimistic. No. And we haven't seen Siler for a while, and here he is, out on a mission. Hmm. Why? And he's still a sergeant. Yeah, normally his job is to fix, not actually go on a mission with SG3. I am Nerus. Major General Hank Landry. I'm in command of Stargate. Yes, I'm sure you're a very important person. You have very important reasons to subject me to your security precautions. But to meet you. Not arrogance as you'd normally associate with a gold, but uh, confidence anyway. Mm -hmm. Not even slightly inspired by Nero, is he? Oh, the time of false gods is at an end in no small part because of this man. Dr. Daniel Jackson. It is rumoured among the gold. You always wonder how a guest is going to pronounce gold. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and Jafar. Yeah, any way you want. We don't really care. <laughs> yeah, try and say it at the same time each yep. time. Lieutenant Colonel Cameron Mitchell, leader of SG-1. But you're, you're not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, Jack. Uh, he's mentioned, though. And, and you, you're not even Colonel Carter, are you? This isn't at all the way I imagined it would be. He's very disappointed. He's a bit like hedonist bot, isn't he, from Futurama? <laughs> but first I must have sustenance. Have you met all my dietary requirements? As much as humanly possible. Oh, good, good, because I'm positively famished. Nerox is played by Maury Chekin. Unfortunately, he passed July the 27th, 2010. He was born July the 27th, 1949, so he died on his birthday. Aww. That's really not doing much good, is it? No, I had a, a nice composite shot into it. Mm. That is, that's a bit of everything in the uh, frame. And one of those Jafar had an MP5. <laughs> but I don't know a bullet to do to it. Well, you never know, you know. Very rarely do you get a shield that defends against everything. You're always looking for that little chink. Mm -hmm. Cough, cough. <laughs> that's impossible, but delicious. 
Still, still, we have important matters to discuss, don't we? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have to talk that way. We only do that for drama. <laughs> this is a device that I invented. Who do you think the SGC was told to decorate this place? Mm. <laughs> and where did they get the marble bus from? Now, the free Afar, who claim this planet, call it Kalana. Afar, yeah, there's no joy in it. <laughs> the formation of an extremely large force field around the planet Stargate. Brilliant. And you're sharing this information with us because... Why are you so surprised? We joined forces to destroy the replicators. I have no recollection of your participation. Tilk. You wound me. I was the one who figured out how to activate all the Stargates in the galaxy at once. <laughs> Didn't Val mention that to you? That is so like him. Isn't it, though? It wasn't Ball. Of course he didn't. Yeah, not surprising, is it? <laughs> the Ori. We know all about the Ori. Yes, well, thus far I detect only a single individual... No doubt a prior inside the force field, but it is expanding. Then it will soon be able to accommodate entire armies. Okay, perhaps it's just me, but what the hell are those spiky fruit? Cactus fruit or something. There looks enough of them for it to be a real fruit, but I've never seen anything like that in my local supermarket. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, of course, but... Which means they have a power source which can indefinitely maintain a wormhole from another galaxy, plus this force field. ZPM can't even do that. How are we to do battle with an enemy so powerful? With my help? Although a lot of that fruit has a nice waxy chain on it. <laughs> it does polished up. Yeah. His dietary requirements what? must be uh, buff fruit. Were it mentioned in the commentary? No, the commentary for this episode was done by Mark Savalio and James Rorick. Both work in the visual effects department. One's a supervisor and one's a coordinator. So it was more of a technical commentary. Well, yeah, he, he does seem to be probably one of the most intelligent gold around. Although his little device he created we've seen in season three with Tokra, so... Perhaps that's where they got him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could have invented that a thousand years ago, couldn't he, really? Yeah, true. That's it, the American mm. military way. We came, we blew up, we went home. Yeah. Attack them as quickly as possible with as much force as you can bring to bear. So we can see how much force you can bring to bear. <laughs> Show your hand. This is nothing short of an invasion, General. Like it or not, you're in a state of war. He's right, though. Valor filling the Jonas Quinn role this same. <laughs> Jack, Jack. Jack, she practically invented the Mark IX, and you're the one who thinks we should use the damn thing. Why are you wasting valuable time saying no? Would have been nice if they got the other side of the conversation. Mm. Yeah, even just to get him in to read some lines. Yeah. Times when no one else but Samantha Carter could have pulled your ass out of the fire. Well, this is one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> you, Jack. Yeah. Samantha, what the hell did you do with your hair? If you're having problems early on in the series with military-style haircut, you must be having a real problems now. Yeah, this is a first appearance in the series. Even the video feed that we saw in the premiere episode was filmed after this episode. Just had time off to have a baby. Chevron 4 encoded. I promise you he's lying. Oh, which part? All of it. Chevron 5 encoded. Yeah, but we have been unable to dial recordings to Kalana despite several attempts. Go don't do anything for anyone other than themselves. Chevron 6 encoded. Maybe it's in his own interest to stop the aura. Chevron 7 still will not lock. Oh. No surprise. I suppose they had to give it another go, but what did they really expect? 
matters. The Prometheus is en route and will rendezvous with us at P4C 452. We'll proceed to Kalana from there. <laughs> What's Walter doing there? It's in your briefing. Yeah. Get back to your seat. <laughs> Keep up, General. The President has authorized any and all means to complete the mission. Any and all means? Here I was trying to have a nuke-free career. <laughs> We've been developing something at Area 51 that General O'Neill believes will be our best chance to stop them right here, right now. But you don't agree. I agree we have to try. I just don't think it'll be enough. It's what we've got. Questions? <laughs> From the woman that blew up a son. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, you blow up one son. Well, we can't wait for Garrick. We proceed as planned. Chief, dial the gate. Yes, sir. Move out. Typical. You wonder if... That's why he was standing there. Yeah. He didn't have to be there. He was just being nosy and getting a bit of green time. <laughs> That's one of the reasons Will Wheaton left uh, Next Generation. Because he said for about five episodes, all he said was, yes, sir. Yeah, it's okay if you've got either school to go to or uh, another job. Mm. If they'll pay me what they were probably paying in, just sit there and say yes sir, every uh, other day. <laughs> I like the black uniforms. Mm. I like the black uniforms of Babylon 5 as well. Since you mentioned B5, great available line in episode 1. My father taught me leadership of a strong chin. He has none. His vice president has several. This to me is not a good combination. <laughs> wow, you're just dying to get rid of me now, aren't you? No, not dying to. Oh no, I know I'm not welcome here. Despite all my efforts to try and fit into a little stargating club. <laughs> stargating club, <laughs> not dying to. <laughs> Slightly feeling unwell trying to get rid of you. I will. Oh, and you. You will wish you'd listened to me when I said letting the gold come here was a mistake. And there she goes, struts off. Garth should have got hooked on something. Mm. <laughs> you just see it being pulled through the wormhole. <laughs> Get to it, and good luck. Right, let's do this. Oh, there it is. Still hasn't been blown up. Give it time. Hmm. Request permission to come aboard. Shaft, welcome back to the Prometheus. Thank you, Colonel. Shaft? My call sign. Cam. Shaft. Yeah, isn't that rather a moot question? <laughs> Request permission to come aboard? Uh, you already are. Well, it's protocol, isn't it? You know, to the commander of the ship, even if you are taking over the uh, mission. I hear you in a hurry. You heard correctly. What is a Mark 9 exactly? It's also known as a gatebuster. Hmm. Sounds big. Some might say too big. Really? I've always thought there's no such thing. <clears throat> well, this is <laughs> I know, darling. I've stolen it before. Well, just try to be, uh... My charming self. Just a little less talk, a little more shut the hell up. Ah, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at this back and forth, it kind of reminds me of Alex Kingston and David Tennant. Indeed, Alex Kingston and pretty much any doctor. <laughs> There we go. I say uh, all the special effects in the episode is pretty much either stock footage or new stuff because of the cost. Mm. <laughs> oh, nom nom. <laughs> he really wants one of them hostess type trolleys to keep yeah. some of that stuff warm. General! <laughs> Join me for a glass of wine. It's from a place called France. I'm on duty. French wine? Why wouldn't they be giving the cheap stuff? <laughs> California Chardonnay. You know, just as good as a French Chardonnay. What is it? Chicken. Chicken. Chicken? It's a rare delicacy among our people. Mmm, it's exquisite. I want more chicken, more chicken. <laughs> I'll try to pull some strings. <laughs> you wait. We've got this special extra KFC delicacy. Yeah. Pizza. 
Again, no jello though. We've got to keep the good stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can see that. You don't trust me. Of course I don't trust you. Now, here is the latest transmission from my satellite. As you can see, the force field continues to expand in phases. And as it does so, it weakens considerably. Enough to penetrate with our beaming technology? Yes, with, with, with those nuclear devices that... Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Come to think of it, this bit of a deft doll like. Yeah. Why? Why would, why would they do that? We resort to force only when necessary. Yes, I'm being very helpful. Yeah. That's never ended well. <laughs> and it's quite often very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly necessary. And, uh, I'll see if I can arrange for more chicken. Do! Now, did that lot look very Death Star-like? Yep. I wonder if that was <laughs> deliberate. Because they could have put that little blue thing anywhere. Yep. Again, another nice shot. received an encrypted data burst from Stargate Command the moment we came out of hyperspace. Decoded immediately. We picking up any other vessels in the system? Negative, sir. Can we get a closer look at the surface? You can already see the extent of the incursion with the naked eye. With the naked eye. Good on you, Sam. <laughs> My God, it's enormous. <laughs> we can all see. Thank you. It's increased by almost 900% since our original intel. What of this far, Colonel Carter? You could also say a bit 2010. Oh, dear. The spot growing Sorry. again. Great sensors from, you know, life signs from orbit. All from the one station. Inside? Just one. Prior. I don't know how he's managing it. According to these readings, the atmosphere inside the field has become toxic. Probably as a result of the Jaffa weapons fire on the force field. Send a subspace message to Stargate Command. We are over the enemy beachhead. Yeah. Da, da, da. So, do you have any stats on how often the episode title is mentioned in the episode? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Have you got a transcript? Search for the word beachhead. It'll tell you. No, I meant in general. That'll tell you specifically. You do realize, no matter how nicely we ask them, they're not all that likely to stop. Then why are we going down there? Well, you're going because I'm going. And we're going because we have orders. Thanks to Neris, doesn't that alarm anyone? Well, our government believes we need to send the Ori a message. Indeed. Huh. I am sitting next to a nuclear weapon. That is not good. No. SG-1, this is the flight deck. My people are predicting an expansion phase to occur any time in the next few minutes. Understood. Yeah, should the message be something other than boom? <laughs> and if not? Then we're all dressed up with nowhere to go. The helm officer is the Lieutenant Marks, played by Martin Christopher. He's been in Stargate Universe, Stargate Atlantis, and SG-1. Mm. Also one of the few people to appear in all three series finales. Mm. Standby mode in three, two, one, one. Good luck. I'm not going down there. Off, go. Have fun. I'm not getting in one of those who... It's yeah. <laughs> that. I love how it's one size fits all. If you got talking one, then Claudia in another one. <laughs> it's a bit of a difference. Yeah, do they come in various sizes? And then Claudia, she'd want to go into one with Teok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume that's a redress gate room? It looks bigger than the gate room, to be honest. But you're right, it is filmed on a set, not the location. They just brought some of the stonework and whatnot to duplicate the look of it. Jim Menard, he was the DP for, in the studio and on location. He handled all the lighting. Why well, not just walk back through the gate and see where it goes? <laughs> it doesn't go that way. The incoming. Yeah. Squeak, squeak, 
Okay, who's got the squeaky joint? Yo! <laughs> My name is Lieutenant Colonel Cameron. I know who you are. Yeah, he just told you his name. I also know you will do everything in your power to stop us. Mm -hmm. You've met the prize enough to know that they do tend to have up-to-date information. More powerful than you. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. We're not here to talk to you. We want to talk to the guys you take orders from. The Ori are all sleeping. Great. In that case... This prior is played by Ian Butcher. He appears also in Stargate Universe. He's been in Arrow, Arctic Air, Once Upon a Time, and Supernatural, Continuum, V, Fringe. Is uh, number 11 on the, believe it or not, workingest actors in sci fi for 2013. Huh. Quite often plays a bold character. I don't even yeah, recognize the same guy from Universe. If you do not disengage the Stargate within 30 of our Earth minutes, we will shut down the gate for you. Yeah. Daniel, it's a bit perplexed. Shut down gate for you. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Was that the speech? <laughs> Uh, we know who and what you are and want no part of what you have to offer. If you attempt this on any other planet in this galaxy, we will find you and we will fight you. That's it? I just gave them 30 minutes. Daniel seems a bit more, uh, what would be the word? Ornate, you know, mm. preachy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't land this out, did they? There's a point from the camera and they're very chatty too. Anyone bring a deck of Uno card? Yes, we've got plenty of time to kill, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, bit of a letdown. Yeah. Earth minutes. I always wanted to say that. Well, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am not impressed. I will go back to reading my book. Sure hope they shut down that gate before we have to set this thing off. That would appear to be highly unlikely, Colonel Mitchell. I know. It's naive even for you. Detonating the largest warhead ever built by man is not exactly the historical footnote that I had in mind. Not to mention the guilt you're going to feel for vaporizing a perfectly good Stargate. And that guy. Oh, he's probably looking forward to it. Hey, Pryor. I really need to go to the loo right about now, but there's... <laughs> it's built into the suit. Good job, because by the looks of it, you couldn't reach with those arms anyway. <laughs> it's the T-Rex suit. Yeah. <laughs> When I die, I will ascend. It is the promise of the Ori. Even if you fail your task. I don't think he's concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, the reward for being a good follower. Mm. Oh, fireworks. Yeah. Lieutenants? There was no warning, sir. They started firing the second they came out of hyperspace. Damn fortunate they're not firing at us. Open communications. Ah. Oh, hello. Uh, Garrick's finally arrived. No warning, though... Prometheus sensors can't detect a ship approaching in hyperspace. No. So they're very good sensors in a very narrow band. <laughs> as long as you're right in front of us, we can yeah. see you. Well, that's it. They're coming from behind them, so... Yeah, sneaky bastards. Oh, and disco time. <laughs> the force field is being fired upon by hot vessels. Why are they doing that? Can we get them to stop doing that? Oh, this could be bad. The Mark 9's fuse in mode 2 is a wee bit twitchy. You mean it could go off? Well done, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, that, that's good to know. Mm. So they're normally carried on spaceships that could be under fire as well. <laughs> Who designed these things? Sam, you were having a bad day, weren't you? Yeah, yeah but remember, it's only the bridge that shakes around. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> where the seatbelts are needed. Yeah, they, they keep the nukes in a room where there are no control consoles to explode. <laughs> there we go. Look, the lights are flashing faster. 
Back and forth, back and forth. At least hasn't got a countdown timer. Prometheus, we are ready for beam up. Fire! Last chance! Okay, I turn my back upon thee. <laughs> I cast thee out. We're wondering why you have the same name as a Star Trek character. <laughs> oh, differently. <laughs> I am Garrick, of the Free Jafar. Why have you come here? They still go with the Brazier motif, though. Mm. Some things are hard to change. Again, they use a live video feed to get the interaction right between the actors. You've allowed it to expand even further, and we've lost the element of surprise. And quite possibly saved the lives of SG-1. I ask you again, why have you come to this world? We have reason to believe that the Ori are attempting to use this planet to stage a full-scale invasion. That's a problem with Garrick. He's very suspicious of everybody. Power mad tend to be. There is more to this. Words are often the most powerful weapon of all, Garrick. The old ways will not stop an adversary as powerful as the Ori. And so you said in your message to the High Council, Tim. I don't think I really need to say that uh, Garrick is played by Louis Gossett Jr. I have done, so we're here. Mm -hmm. Wasn't he in Universe as well? No. Hmm. Uh, how we got this information is not important. What is important is that we stand together as allies in the face of our common enemy. It is really a great looking set. Mm. And that is a rear projection puddle with just a touch of CGI. And it looks like whatever the prior is going to do, it's going to happen now. You said you've come to fight. We have. I dispatched a scout in a cloaked cargo ship. He tells me you have done nothing. Again, sensors can't detect cloaked cargo ship. Mm. Not good. Shields to maximum. Garrick, I suggest you give the same order aboard your ships. There will be a blast wave. Three. <laughs> He's listening now. Yes. I am prepared, my lord. The lights are flashing in sequence. <laughs> Boom. Oh, that's not good. That is a big explosion. Uh-oh. And it's getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Hmm. Sam seems puzzled. Not quite caught up with this, have you, Sam? Sir, the force field went into another expansion phase just as the bomb detonated. And it's a big one. You had the first clue when force field expanded after it got initially fired upon. Yep. Yep. What is happening? Yeah, should have guessed that that was going to happen. Well, she's been away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck in a lab. Force field continues to expand. It isn't supposed to be doing that, is no. it? No. Why is it doing that? I don't know. What are you going to do with that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Give it detonation. There's just no way. Maybe the gate was destroyed. No. If the field is still expanding, the gate still has to be active. The environment inside the field has been turned into superheated plasma. Makes it impossible to get a reliable reading. Yes, I think the prior may be dead. Yeah. And this is your message to the all right? Pithy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately, talking with Garak is like talking to a brick wall. Yeah, very one-sided. A brick wall with a large pointy weapon. <laughs> you will join us in this attack. If you do not, your ship will become our next target. Didn't do any good first time around, but we'll continue. If you're not sure, you probably shouldn't be firing mm. weapons at something. Yep. Yeah, let's give it energy. The 
detonation did weaken the force field. Our combined weapons fire might just finish the job. If it does not, we will soon be engaged in battle with Garrett's forces. Hmm? We just don't have enough information. Until I can explain how they're keeping the gate open or powering a force field this large... It's your call. I said we run away and rethink the whole thing. I agree with Claudia. Yes. <laughs> run away. The world's most sensible thing she said all episode. <laughs> Bring main railgun online, commence firing, launch missiles. <laughs> Never the optimist, Colonel. Yep, we're going to shoot missiles at it. Yeah, because <laughs> that's been helpful so far. <laughs> they can't even take down an attack with them. What are they going to do against the planet? Is the fire having any effect? Force field is definitely losing strength. But it's still expanding at a faster rate than it's weakening. Currently, ex- talk about obvious label of the planet. Yeah, you are here. <laughs> Currently expand. <laughs> Colonel, we need to cease fire now. Now! Bing. Bing. <laughs> the greater the intensity of our weapons fire, the greater and more frequent their expansion phases. There is a direct correlation. They're using the energy of our own weapons to build their beachhead. You mean they plan this? Take your finger off the button. <laughs> Why isn't there a dedicated weapons officer? Jolie, Lieutenant Marks hasn't got to do everything. Bior, I knew that Jafar Kalana would defend their homeworld and others would follow. And nearest me certainly join in. You would have thought the Ori would have been able to. Yep. They're God. Or at least as close to gods as we're going to see. Set up. <laughs> what a complete shock! <laughs> <laughs> That's a, really? I told you so. She deserves a slap. <laughs> Too late. Oh dear. Oh. Zip. I'm reading activity on the surface. Should be some sort of slip noise. Molten goat. Oh, that's nice, that is. Yeah. Yeah, 3D map painting. Hmm. Bearing 180, rising from the planet's surface from the coordinates of the Stargate and accelerating. Shields to maximum. Why have you ceased fire? We have reason to believe our weapons may power the enemy force field. Impossible. Well, that's what I thought, but it's the only explanation. Garrick, they used both of us. <laughs> How about moving? <laughs> yeah. That's no idea. You, space is big. You probably yeah. wouldn't have to move that far. Mm-hmm. What the hell are they? They're about 10 meters long, but sensors read no internal space, no life signs aboard. Railguns to defensive fire mode. Stand by to launch fighters. Now. Want to open a hyperspace window? One of them is on a collision course. I can confirm that. 1,000 meters. 500. Sublight engines to emergency thrust. Brace for impact. <laughs> He's not the big picture thinker, is he? Ah, uh, well, with these things coming, he may not be any kind of thinker. <laughs> Whatever they are, they're moving fast and they've got mass, so get out of the way. It's their weapon. Damage report! There's a hull breach on the hangar deck. Shields are down to 20%. Return fire. All positions. Sensors are down. Oh dear. Well, I'll say, they're travelling in a straight line. They're not manoeuvrable as, you know, well, they're not targeting the ship. No. And it brushed against the shield and it's doing all yeah. that damage. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit worrying, isn't it? Considering they've got Asgard shields. Hmm. Hey. They haven't got a ZPM power room, but the NACRA generators are more than adequate. That doesn't matter. The sensors only work selectively anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I ask you a question. Sergeant! Oh, they say all good meals come to an end. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> I assume... General, that by now SG-1 has reported that the Ori, the closest thing to true gods in the entire universe, have successfully established a permanent foothold. Wonderfully mm. evil. Yes. That's what a um, goal should be. 
Too general. What I have done pales in comparison to your contribution. He doesn't look worried. No. There we go. The jovial mood has gone. Planet, which makes them unstoppable. Then we couldn't have done it without you. You see, now, now you've got a bad guy with a big piece of mustard on his leg. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to threaten me, wipe that up, please. Yeah. You said, oh, that's not up to date, then. <laughs> Two of my ships have been destroyed, and my own flagship has been damaged. We must withdraw. We, too, have suffered damage, Garrick. But the battle is not yet over. Our senses tell us that the planet has begun to collapse. Can I tell you to what extent? Where's the planet gone? We've lost the planet. No. The Jacksons will be watched. Hey, we're on the same side here. We shall see. That, whatever, well, we know what it is, but it shouldn't have done anything like the damage it's done to the Prometheus. No, it just brushed against the force It didn't impact it whatsoever. <laughs> We've seen the Prometheus take reasonably heavy fire, not as bad as it does now. Oh, that's it. It's even lost fields and it's still taken fire. Okay, I've got a fix on the planet. Looks like Garrick was right. According to the sensors, its diameter has decreased by 16%. We're running away now. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a good idea. And you want to go closer. Yes. <laughs> this would make a great plot for a Star Trek movie in a few years. Oh, <laughs> what is that? A ship? It's hard to say. Whatever it is, I think it's composed of the objects that came through the Stargate. Okay, I know it was a few years ago, but those graphics don't look so good. Yeah, that was... It's that not was a ship, different. it's round. Where have we seen something like that before? Isn't that looking awful lot like Yeah, it does. In fact, I think that's just what it is. No, it can't be, because I was going to say Stargate. Try Supergate. I estimate it's three to four hundred meters across. Large enough for passage of an entire armada. It's a Discworld. <laughs> Halo. No, no, not Halo. <laughs> that's round. That's the only resemblance. It's round. No, just find the cartouche. Fancy trying to find a cover stone for that. I think I know why. Only one thing in the universe could power a gate that size. It's also the only thing that could allow them to keep the gate open this long. And there's one on the other end. A black hole. That's what the force field was for. It wasn't meant to keep us out. It was designed to collapse the planet into a micro-singularity. Why? Well, this is how they can create a wormhole that can span such a vast distance. With a black hole at either end, they can maintain an open wormhole indefinitely. Fine, fine. How do we stop it? Yes, so perhaps we should be moving away now, not discussing gravity. it. Get away from the gravity well. Yes. There must be some sort of energy linkage between them, like a, like a chain. Exactly. So we... so we need a big old set of bolt cutters. A mini black hole. Not a good thing to be close to. Hey, you've seen the mission reports, Colonel. You know, black hole, Stargate. Not good. Not good. Look at that. Oh. Seriously, Daniel, that's the best you can come up with. Yep. <laughs> Think of something different. <laughs> Whatever we're gonna do, we have to do it now. Sir, someone has just activated the ring transporter. What? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, she knows how the uh, ring system works on this ship. <laughs> Nobody thought about putting a lockout code on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, not yeah. what you want to hear when you're alone on a ship. No, grab your <laughs> weapon. It's bad enough when you're at home alone and you think, what was that noise? Yep. <laughs> Get off my roof, Boston. Yeah, when you're in space. In space, no one can hear you get zatted. <laughs> and she beams him away as well. <laughs> so does that mean he goes back to the Prometheus? Ah, I didn't <laughs> notice that first time. Because I was going to say, he's not there when she goes back in. Yeah, I just hope there's somebody there to uh, actually watch him, because if he wakes yep. up, he's going to be really pissed. Yep. 
We're controlled to surface certain way rings, seek out the nearest set. Which happened to be aboard this cargo ship, cloaked or not. What are you doing? Trying to help, Daniel. Someone had to do something and you wouldn't listen. Actually, I got the idea from Colonel Carter. The objects are being held in some sort of energy field. Like links in a chain, and I intend to take the place of the last link. Vala, when that singularity forms, it will be a powerful shockwave. The cargo ship won't survive. I'm counting on it. I'll ring back before it hits. And you can all thank me immensely. Yes, I'm going to make you feel guilty. Yes. Well, what about the Prometheus? Yes, it's not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Quick, find a bit of stock footage that we can use and then mat into this new bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, the missing pieces on its way there as well. We've seen that now, just gone. It went. <laughs> it's already give yeah. way. Way to traffic. <laughs> We've seen the piece go straight through a attack on the way up there, like get to yeah. that program <laughs> position now. Where is it? It should be just bumping her out of the way. Get out. My spot. <laughs> She's trying to just sound back it. Oh boy. <laughs> it's working. She disrupted the energy field holding the objects in place. Okay, this looks like it could blow up. Forget the planet, this could blow up. Singularity is forming. Couldn't we move away? Okay, now we can move away. No, not yet. And that makes even thought that they're 10 metres across. They're, they're twice as big as a cargo ship. <laughs> Again, make you wonder how they fit through the gate to start with. If a cargo ship can't, but they can. Yeah, well... Boom! Hey! Hooray! How far are we from it? Not that far. No, just wave. Yeah, where's the shock wave? Come on, where is it then? She did it! The gate's been destroyed! Did Val make it back on board? Negative, sir. And where's the black hole? Should be sucking them in. <laughs> well, that was a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Yeah. Jackson? Infirmary. Get a message to Stargate Command. The Ori Beach has been destroyed. He's <laughs> not. He doesn't actually need to do that. <laughs> Don't look at the camera. <laughs> A little grin. <laughs> repent. The end is nigh. There's still time to repent, General. The Ori are forgiving. That won't be necessary. SG-1 has destroyed the Ori beachhead. Yeah, we'll get the title in there one more time. <laughs> You're lying. I'm not. I've witnessed their power, General power that will one day be mine and if what you say is true you have merely forestalled the inevitable why does he hope to become a prior mm. when you put me to death for what i have done <laughs> i shall ascend you will descend to a small dark room in the basement of area 51 and you'll stay there till you come up with a defense against the Ori. How many times have Earth actually put a Gwol to death? Killed, yes, but not put yeah. to death. Not the sort of thing they've done. What would possibly compel me to do that? <laughs> Wait for it, mate. Wait for it. Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> no, now he's worried. <laughs> no chicken? I'm prepared to die. Not to go on a diet. <laughs> yes. You're about to be introduced to the TV dinner. No, no, you're being introduced to stale bread and water. Pot noodles all round. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen pot noodles over here. Civilized. You know, these Ori are just going to try it again. Probably. Sam, we could sure use someone like you on the front line. Just think about it. Here, keep at it, Cam. Keep at it. 
He's still alive. Hey, Jackson. Sorry. Keep falling asleep. Well, it's better than the alternative. You're lucky the bracelet's effect was wearing off. Yeah, it's fortunate, that is, isn't it? Bella Maldoran will be mourned. <laughs> yeah, I've been going over the telemetry from the last few seconds before the formation of the singularity. A matter stream left a cargo ship just before it exploded. I mean, there's at least a slight chance that it was pulled into the singularity. So you're saying she could be alive somewhere in the Ori home galaxy? Ah, uh, there we go. We're not going to kill her off. So it got sucked into the black hole. All through the wormhole. Yeah. None didn't form, though. That's what sort of always got me. The gate never actually activated. That is great. So how did she get there? So she's in another time and dimension if she's gone through <laughs> the black hole. <laughs> we'll see, shall we? Yes. I wonder if that's an effect. You'll miss her, Daniel. You'll miss her. <laughs> but don't worry, Daniel. You have time to reload. He'd be just happy not having to explain himself twice all the time. <laughs> Right then, that was Beachhead for an episode, that was. Yep. That was the episode, that was. Yep. Lots going on. Plenty of action, some fantastic special effects, reused and new. It's one of the benefits of having the BFX guys doing the commentary. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Mark and James for doing that, because who knows, we might not have got commentary for this episode if they hadn't done it. Good to see Dan Shea back at Sergeant Tyler. Yeah, surely he's getting much less work now that he can hardly double for uh, Cameron, can he? Well, he's still the stunt coordinator. You really might well have caught that. Good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. believe me. Much as I'd love to imagine there is a job description like that on a major science fiction television show, I don't think there would be. <laughs> That's not a job for the L word or something like that. <laughs> Brad Turner, the director for this episode, and he directed eight episodes of SG-1 and six episodes of Stargate Atlantis. He also directed episodes of 24 and Transporter the Series. Brad Wright, the writer of this episode, obviously he's Brad Wright. What is there to say about that? He did actually end up writing 18 episodes of SG-1, 3 for SGA and 6 for SGU. I think this episode was just one you need to watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. There's some important things going on, the, uh, a lot of valour. You wonder, will she turn up? Of course she will, she's not dead. <laughs> they made sure that they left the carrot dangling. Oh, yes. Even though they reused a lot of the um, stuff they could, still some good new CG in it. Shiny, shiny ship. Mm. Yeah, they did say that Image Engine, Vancouver, did most of the work for this. Uh, Rainmaker. They'd be fairly busy with Atlantis too, I'd imagine. And one of the other commentaries, they've got the in-house CGI department at work as well. So they've got mm. three separate departments doing CGI work for the two shows. Yeah. It is rather a big investment. That can lead to some confusion. You need some good coordination. Different kinds of shots, I suppose, so that the models are consistent. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although you'd think that they'd have all the same clip art folder. here it is just make it move not much else to say on this it's more of a watch than a sort of chat about fairly dialogue heavy too yeah it's a good episode to watch plenty of action going on good guest stars you get to meet Neris the hedonist bot Mm. you almost expect him to have a chase lounge is it something like that one of those chairs he can recline on while eating your grapes Jack Daniel are you you yeah you what I like the yellow ones. Never mind. A couple of small news items this week. First off, the second episode of the Stargate SG-1 Unleashed game has been released for the iOS mobile devices. Currently listed on iTunes for $4.99 US or $2.99 UK. The second piece is the good news that Saving Hope has been renewed for a third season, with an order from Canadian television for 18 episodes. 
birthday notices for the upcoming week. On the 9th of November, a very happy birthday to Terrell Rothery, who was, of course, the much-loved character Dr. Janet Frazier on Stargate SG-1. She also appeared in Carl XY, and is starring in Cedar Cove, which has been renewed for a second season, and she's making a guest appearance in this season's Arrow. On the 10th, Vanessa Angel will be celebrating her birth. She played the Tokra and Ease in four episodes of SG-1. She made the best of a part that didn't go anywhere, and played both Anise and Freya well, but she is perhaps better known for Kingpin, Weird Science, and her modelling career. During the 10th of November, the renowned Roland Emmerich has his birthday. He co-wrote and directed the original theatrical Stargate movie, as well as the huge celluloid adventures and action flicks Independence Day, Godzilla, 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, and White House Down. On the 11th, we have Adeloise's birthday. This time, a happy birthday to David, who played Pete Shanahan, in just four episodes of SG-1, and for such a small number of appearances, he left his mark on the show. Finally, on the 12th of November, the rather unique Wallace Shawn will be celebrating his birthday. He played Arlos in the SG-1 episode The Ties That Bind, and has guest starred on Eureka and Deep Space Nine, and the excellent The Prince's Bride. Feedback. From Mac, Captain Maxto. Just found the show thanks to Column H01, over 50 apps and loving the podcast. Great show, great cast. Thank you, Mac. That's nice. Probably got the better 50 apps. <laughs> well, as someone said to me when I was chatting about the podcast to them on the uh, Linux users group, it's good that your first episodes are bad because it shows you've improved. You know, you've started from a position of awful and I'd be inclined to say we've gone from awful to really terrible. <laughs> We only got a single comment for last week's show on our Facebook group from Gate Tech Alpha 6. A fun episode with a dark twist at the end. Season 2 wasn't as solid as Season 1, but it had some great episodes like this one. Also, congrats to the two winners of Gatecast 200th episode contest, and thanks to Alan and Mike for putting on a fun competition with some great prizes. Here's to 300. And I replied, yeah, there is still enough Stargate to reach 300 episodes. Okay then, that was it. We'd love to hear from you. If you do want to get in touch with us for any reason, including guesting on our show, here are the ways. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically, Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular. And you can find us at The Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Right then, that's Beachhead out of the way. Looking at the schedule, next week's episode is Trinity. Yes, Rodney has a bit of fun. Anything Sam can do. (laughs) Hmm. Not that name chosen for any particular reason at all. Hmm... Some would say that the link to various explosive devices and... (laughs) (laughs) One particular explosive device. Yeah. Right then, that was Beachhead. Next week, Stargate Atlantis Trinity. It's going to be a fun episode. Rodney on the downside. (laughs) Did someone now request the episode where uh, Rodney blew up half the solar system? No, otherwise we'd have somebody for it. Maybe it were me. Well, you requested the episode. I like it. I want to be on that episode. Yes, Alan, you're on virtually all the episodes except maybe one so far. You don't have to ask. <laughs> okay, then, that was Beachhead. Next week, SGA Trinity. I hope you can join us for that. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. 
I've been Brad. Take care, everybody, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.